Welcome to Breathe On Me with P.K. Milnick. Uh, that's me, Pastor Keith. Uh, today we have something very special. We have a, uh, a guest in studio, uh, Michael Malfitano, and he's going to be giving us a devotion from the Gospel of Mark. Um, hey, welcome, Mike. Uh, glad that you're Thank here. You. Uh, love to hear a little bit of little, little about yourself, a little intro. So uh, what do you have for us? Sure. Uh, my name is uh, Mike Amalfitano. I live in uh, North Smithfield. Um, I've married my high school sweetheart. I've got uh, two beautiful children, uh, and I help manage uh, litigation for CVS uh, risk management. Um, I like to work out at the YMCA and get a couple runs in a week when I can. Excellent. Uh, I've been a Christian for about seven years now, and the uh, title of my devotion is The Perfect Life. The perfect life. Okay, well, uh, let's hear it. Remember the game of life, that board game in which you would choose cards for a career, house, and salary, and you spin the colored wheel and it tells you where to move. You get into your car and you drive down the road through life's various obstacles. I don't recall all of the rules right now, but I do remember that you could never move backwards. Keep that one in the back of your mind for later. Looking back on it now, it seems like pretty obvious programming for what we're supposed to want out of life. You travel down the road collecting your salary and making financial and family decisions, and after everyone's done rolling the dice, the person with the most cash wins. Playing the game got me thinking, what does a perfect life look like? The world's measures for success are actually quite similar to those in the game. Huge house, plenty of money, fill in the blanks. We take turns rolling the dice in hopes of increasing our position on the board. The perception is that you can win the game if you play hard and follow the rules. Some of us even encourage other players to make bad choices to lower their chances of beating us. This model never really sat well with me. There's something innately unsatisfying about it. I believe that a thorough enough analysis will always reveal that one can never really have enough to win. We've all likely heard stories about people who appear to have everything anyone could ever want and are nevertheless unsatisfied and depressed. So what is the real model for the perfect life? The answer is not what, but who. There have been many great people who have walked the earth throughout history, but there has only ever been one to live a perfect life. Jesus Christ, God in the flesh. The Bible tells us over and over that Jesus was perfect, completely righteous, the sinless Lamb of God, as described in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, chapter 7, verses 26 through 28, likewise in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. When we look at the life of Christ, we see a very different model than our worldly one. A life characterized not by material possessions or entertainment, but rather one of righteousness, service, and sacrifice. Christians often discuss Jesus dying for us, which is such an amazing and incredible gift, I truly don't think I'll ever be able to fully comprehend it. But Jesus also lives for us. He lived a sinless life here on earth in perfect righteousness that was well-pleasing to the Heavenly Father. Though Jesus is free from sin, he identifies with the sins of his people. Jesus even submitted himself to baptism, taking on the likeness of a sinner in perfect obedience to the will of God. Today's devotional scripture reading comes from the book of Mark. 
chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. There's so much to unpack here in these verses. Jesus' formal inauguration into the public discharge of his ministry, the unification of the Trinity, and so much more. I'd like to focus on why Jesus submitted himself to baptism and what that means for us today. We know that John recognized Jesus in the Jordan. He knew that he was sinless and he felt unworthy to baptize him as John's was a baptism of repentance. Jesus's response is so significant. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 15, Jesus answered John, let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. To fulfill all righteousness means to complete all that was required of a righteous man, something none of us could ever do on our own. Jesus lived the perfect life on our behalf and offers it to us in unity with him. If we are baptized into Christ and abide in him, we not only identify with him in death, but also in life, the perfect life. Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 4, tell us that we are united with him in baptism. Likewise, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 27, reveals that those baptized in Christ clothe ourselves with him. We must live not for ourselves, but for the glory of God as Christ did. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21, and Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, emphasize that if we truly claim Jesus as Lord, then we will follow his example. If you haven't repented of your sins and committed yourself to Christ, please consider this your invitation to do so and unite with him in baptism. Each person listening to my voice right now is somewhere on the road of life and has a choice to make. Try to win the game of life or surrender your life to Christ and find new life by uniting with the author of life. When you go to Hasro's website, it promotes life as a game of options with the slogan, where will your choices take you? Please ask yourself that question right now. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Once you surrender your life to Christ, just like the board game, there's no moving backwards. I'd like to close with one of my favorite verses that I feel drives this point home. Mark chapter 8, verse 35. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. Great. Hey, thanks, Mike. You know, I'm thinking of um, baptism is a way to unite with Jesus' death, uh, his burial, and his resurrection. And it really is um, a great part of life. <laughs> I don't think that's found on the board game. Um, and when we do that, uh, as the scripture said that you read, uh, our Heavenly Father says that he's pleased with us. So, uh, hey, thank you. Thank you for your devotion. I hope you can come back again and give another one. Absolutely, I'd love to. Uh, excellent. Uh, in the meantime, I'm gonna, we're going to say uh, goodbye, and our prayer for you today is that you might be filled with His Holy Spirit. Bye for now. <laughs>